0: Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for some laughs,
1: are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well. yeah. Smoother than a stripper's area, this is Anything Goes, with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. What have we got here, a fucking comedian? Hey.
0: Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. I am uh, co-host sitting beside him in the studio, uh, Dave Martin. And uh, Darren, what's on the uh, agenda? What's our plan for today? Uh, The big show is uh, including an interview later with uh, comedian Rob Pugh. Uh,
2: And starting off the show, we wanted to uh, kick off the month of April, a very special month for people in Canada and show business. As in May, um, they're doing something called Canada's Walk of Fame. Well,
0: it's been going on for 10 years. It's been going on for 10 years. 10 years, but yes. this is the
2: month ramping up to the, right. the, uh, the cutoff date to nominate people for Canada's Walk of Fame. And believe it or not, I always thought he was already in it, but Phil Hartman has not gotten um, a star on the Walk of Fame of Canada. So on the telephone today, uh, doing a phoner from Owen Sound, Ontario. That's right. Our show goes everywhere. We have Paul Hartman on the air, who is Phil's brother. Hey, Paul, how you doing?
3: Great. Uh, I'm coming to you here from the Chicago of Georgian Bay.
2: Whoa, <laughs> so- Nice. They should put that on a on a sign or maybe even a bumper sticker.
3: Well, you know they did. It's 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 in their history. You know, at one time this was a thriving seaport or lake port.
2: That's right. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been at Owen Sound many times. Uh, Johnny Garthos, a comedian, uh, a very well known com- comedian in Canada, is from Owen Sound. So
3: and and Darren does the comedy festival. And
2: every year, yeah, we do a comedy fest. That's right.
0: Oh, how, how did you did you plan to do that plug for your comedy festival? That's right. Dan? Yes, we
2: already arranged oh, this. That's right. God. It's hey, always I'm about helping. me. It's always about me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm a
3: team player. That's exactly. right.
2: Uh, so explain to everyone wh- what has happened so far leading up to today in terms of getting Phil Hartman a, a star on the Walk of Fame.
3: Well, this, for me, it started three years ago when I was doing some research on uh, Facebook and other social media sites about Phil's fan base and uh, because we're working on two projects that were started by Phil originally, two animation projects, Yogi and the Kid and The Secret World of Edgar Screwhead. And a lot of people don't know that Phil was a brilliant artist. Um, he was a graphic artist. He got a Grammy for the Poco 7 album cover he did. He designed the Crosby Stills and Nash logo. Yeah, a lot of
2: people, yeah, it's interesting because I knew that too because everyone thinks he just kind of probably did the groundlings and then went to SNL, but he had a really established career before he ever was on television.
3: Yeah, I mean he was the art department at the management company that our oldest brother started called Hartman and Goodman where we managed Crosby Stills and Nash, America, Poco, Peter wow. and Mary Michael Murphy, Dwight, Twilley. I mean it goes on and on. And uh, and Phil was the art department and Phil and I shared an office and um and commuted to work. I I, we, I lived at his house. I rented a room from him. And so we would commute to work a lot from the valley and and uh so anyways, three years ago, doing research on this stuff, I discovered uh, a lot of Facebook pages related to Phil characters, and discovered a guy named Alex Stevens. And Alex had, maybe three years before, started the, the original campaign for Phil, but really wasn't able to get any juice behind it. And then I discovered him, and he was kind of has an infectious personality in the most positive sense of the words um, and, and got me in, you know, and, and so I, I came on board and that year we got the thing to go viral in three days. I did 198 radio interviews across Canada and the U.S. in two weeks. Wow. Wow. I was on e-talk. I was on, you know, breakfast television, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and it really got off to a great start and we thought, wow, we're going to get it the first year. Sure. Well, that didn't happen. So the next year it, Came became even more difficult to get people involved. And this year we started much earlier um, and many more people involved in the whole process. And right. then uh, in the course of uh, uh, doing some work with uh, Tim Progosh of the Canadian Comedy Awards, he introduced me to Ben Miner and Joe Thistle and got you guys on board. Yep. And uh, I'm telling you, this has sparked a fire. I mean, uh, we even had a guy from Fox News yesterday in Houston, uh, Doug uh, Deloney. Um, he brought he does a tech report on Fox News in Houston, and he used the, uh,
2: this kind Facebook, of a springboard? Uh,
3: social media angle to right. make a pitch for us, and it's on their site. So that, I mean, it, it, what we're what we're doing and what Ben and Joe and you guys are doing is really adding some steam to this, and it's quite exciting.
0: Now, now can I ask a quick question, though? Did the guy from Fox News, do, did he find any way uh, to blame Barack Obama for Phil Hartman not being on <laughs> Canada's Walk of Fame? I, 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 no, I think
3: there was some mention of that, <laughs> but okay. I, and it, I think it was trickled off to George Bush. But oh, it, right. uh, really? Oh, okay. Right.
0: I didn't know if it was a, if uh, Bush had installed that or very early on yeah. to keep. Yeah. If Phil, Phil Harvin
2: was still here, Iraq would never have happened. Is that right? Right.
0: right I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
3: Because we still would have been able to make fun of these guys. Right. You know? <laughs> there was so much fuel and ammo there for comedians. That now, a lot of people,
2: a lot of people didn't even realize for years that Phil was from Canada. I mean, I knew because I'm originally from Brantford as well and i remember i think it was in the early 90s he did a sit down with bob costas on his show and talked a lot about his history before snl like him his, his collaboration with uh, paul rubens and creating the Pee-wee herman character which a lot of people don't even know that he helped do he co-wrote a uh, big top p Pee- or not big top sorry the big adventure the first movie of Pee-wee. yeah and, and he
3: wrote half of the first year of the kids show uh, and, okay i didn't
2: know that yeah. as, that and, much and as well
3: and was captain carl
2: yeah i knew that but i didn't know yeah. about the writing end of it And he said that he was from Brantford, and I think that was the first time that I knew that he was even even from Canada, let alone Brantford. I'm not saying that uh, you hadn't probably said it before, but that was the first time I had heard it. And I think a lot of people are still surprised that he is even from Canada. Do you think that maybe is part of the problem, trying to get him on the Walk of Fame, that that perception that he might be American?
3: You know, I I don't know. It's kind of the the passion of any um, Canadian actor, filmmaker, producer to end up in that stream in the U.S. because sure. it represents the most potential income, right? right? And, uh, you know, our, our parents, uh, they went on their honeymoon to the first Rose Bowl game or something like that, and that was how we ended up in California.
0: Wow. Because well, uh, I, know, I know that you moved there at a very young age.
3: Yeah, I was five, and that would have made Phil 10.
0: I just want to quickly ask you one uh, question now. Uh, like, you worked with Phil in the art department uh, before then, but what was like a young Phil Hartman like? At what point, like, were did his did, was it was it family was it you that sort of pushed him to get up on stage and perform, or was he just a, a natural performer well, you know, growing it, up?
3: It happened at a very young age with Phil. Yeah, And um, I remember him. My dad had an old Wallensack tape recorder, and Phil used and it had two speeds, right? right? So you could record at a faster speed or at slower speed, and then play it back at another speed, and it would change your voice and make it crazy. And he was always directing me and doing some goofy thing along with him, right? Right. And, uh, and I didn't really get it, but in retrospect, looking back at it, I went, wow, that was really where it started. Yeah. And our oldest brother, John, he wanted to be an actor. So when we moved to California, he was college age, and he started going to Santa Monica City College, which had a great theatrical arts department, and he excelled there, but he knew that he needed an agent. Right. So what he did was he went and got a job at William Morris in the mailroom.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, going in the back he door. he started
3: in the mailroom with David Geffen. Whoa. <laughs> later, he and David Geffen started Asylum Records and right. um, Lookout Management with Elliot Roberts. And they managed the Eagles, America, Crosby Stills and Nash, Poco, JoJo Gunn, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, it was everybody, right? Yeah. It was just everybody in that time period. Uh, John put the Eagles together. He was their first manager. He managed the Buffalo Springfield. The first artist he signed was Sonny and Cher. So, you know, that's where it started. And when Phil decided that he wanted to be an actor and a comedian, which was you know, probably I would say in the 70s, late 70s, and he started out at the Groundlings. uh, It was really supported by John and John set him up so that he got the right agent at William Morris, and uh, Carol Yumkus was, was a, a brilliant agent for Phil for years, and she still represents all his writing, and uh, and that was kind of how it went, mm. and, and uh, John Lovitz uh, went off to Saturday Night Live, Phil was doing Pee Wee Herman, yeah. and... And then John Lovitz pitched him uh, to Lauren, and uh, you can see his audition on that Best of Phil Hartman yep. CD, right?
0: Right. Now on I
3: was Saturday Night Live. I was and, always, and that was kind of it, you know. And and uh, he went off to New York, you know. And we only got to see him at Christmas and uh, my mom's birthday or something. you
0: know? Now <laughs> I was always curious because I remember always seeing him on uh, the Letterman Show, and he would always mention that he, he was. From Canada, but uh, since you'd gotten down to Los, are you were you you went to Connecticut first, and then made your way over to the West Coast. That yep. uh, you know you were very sort of established uh, in as being American pretty quickly as uh, growing up. But how much did like being Canadian still really mean to him?
3: Well, it meant it meant a lot to him. Okay, you know, because. Uh, one of the things you realize when you you are growing up in a Canadian family in the States is that you're fundamentally different than the people around you.
0: Right. And, so, yeah, well, and, and it's a,
3: a psychological, emotional, work ethic thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then Phil had that. Like, it always would blow my mind. You know, I would be working and there, the radio would be on, and the TV would be on, and, oh, well, there's a reruns of Phil on SNL. Oh, and news radio. Oh, the Simpsons are on. Oh, and what's this radio commercial? You right. know? I mean, like, the guy surrounded you all the time. Yeah. You know, and it was like, God, did he ever sleep, or... You know, did he have himself cloned or what? Yeah, I mean,
2: in today's world, I know everyone's trying to get everything going, but he was one of the first guys that was very kind of multi—I don't say multi-talented, but he definitely covered different aspects. He was not just a a sketch performer, but did great cartoon voices and, of course, like you said, radio things. It was very much uh, a very broad aspect to what he did. And now that we're in a kind of this new age and the internet is such a big thing, is there any plans for, like, a philhartman.com or a website for for fans to go to? Or are you just kind of relying on... Well, right
3: on... now it's all run out of my website, ca. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good to know. And that kind of uh, has the updates of what's going on with Phil Projects okay. how they're coming <clears throat> to fruition and... And we're just uh, trying to focus on, you know, the the things about him that inspired us to to take this crazy leap, you know, into even trying to turn stuff of his into projects. You know, it's been a real roller coaster emotionally and psychologically, you know. Um, Yet you end up revisiting a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to revisit.
2: Well, one thing that one thing that I, I was really impressed with is the amount of like right now, social media is obviously going gangbusters again for this topic, and there's been a lot of people that have come out of the woodwork on Twitter and is trying to retweet and the campaign and guys like the kids in the hall I saw and I think Mark Maron just did it yesterday and a lot of big people on Twitter are definitely pushing this message. Uh, are, have you been surprised by the amount of feedback that you're getting from stars of that caliber? Or
3: well, I. I because that, has been one of the hardest things for us is to get stars involved in it yeah. and uh, to have the kids in the hall come out like that. And uh, I saw Brent Butt had yeah. tweeted it and things like that, you know, so that is all really critical stuff we need right now. And we need to have it happening every day all the way up to the 29th of April. And and that's the thing, you know. It's like it, it's hard in social media. It's very hard to translate likes into votes. Exactly. Yeah. Know. No. For and, sure. Uh, so that's the push, you know. Is is like it, vote, and then share the link, you know, right. and. That was the amazing thing. 65 shares right off the bat right. on Kids in the Hall, and then Ben's first post I think got 54 or something. Yep.
2: No, Ben minor here at XM has been a big, big push. Definitely got this channel on board to to kind of take it to the next level. So we wanted to do a yeah. And out.
3: Joe Sissel, that's yep, a, a, inspiring. Joe. That he it was his idea to yep. come out like this, you know, and and uh, that's impressive. I mean. Uh, I'm sure your outreach is pretty phenomenal.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I know, I know that we don't have too much more time to talk, but I just one thing that always sort of uh, makes me feel good whenever I hear someone else talking about Phil Hartman is that uh, I'm a big uh, Howard Stern fan, and a lot of times when he gets, uh, you know, uh, former SNL people on, and I don't know if it's something that I always connect with being Canadian as well. But whether it's, uh, you know, Chris Rock or Adam Sandler or David Spade, uh, all those guys, when they talk about the the, sort of the camaraderie and and the family atmosphere occasionally at a place like SNL, they always uh, have amazing things to say about Phil Hartman. They always sort of say that he was like, uh, you know, he was someone that would take you aside. And if you didn't feel great on the show, he would help bring up your spirits. And they always just say that Phil Hartman was almost like a real dad around a lot of sort of the younger cast members. And he, and he really. You know,
3: Phil had that quality about yeah. him. You know, he, and that was something that our oldest brother always instilled in us was that you be nice to everybody. Yeah. You know, it's the old show business cliche. You meet the same people on the way up as you do on the way down. Yeah. And you be nice to everybody and gracious. And Phil had that. He was a charmer. You know, Phil is the only comedian today who has who expired. Whose fan base is now growing by 15% a year.
0: Right. Well, He's such a, like that's such crazy. A, when
3: we got on board, it was growing at 10%, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, three years into it, it we've added 5%. Exactly. Know? I remember
2: when I, like, when I was a young kid uh, and I, like we have to wrap this up but I do want to say this when I was a young kid Phil Hartman was my favorite uh, performer on SNL and as I grew every year and they added new cast members and change and Phil left the show, Phil Hartman stayed my favorite uh, person on SNL and it was very important to me when I saw that interview with Bob Costas in my own career seeing that he said that he was from Brantford and of course it gave me the inspiration to say hey anyone, anyone can do it when you're from a small town and you can relate but when it was my town it definitely gave me the little bit of a push to say I knew I could do it, and I know this is important to you. I know it's important. To XM Radio for the next month, we're going to do a huge push. We're going to remind everyone every single week of our show. I know the other shows in XM are doing the same, and we do want to just make sure everyone knows that you can go right now to Canada's WalkOfFame.com and click on the nominate button. Put Phil Hartman's name in there. A description on why. I just put, come on, it's Phil Hartman. Do I really need that? And then uh, you put your email. That's all you need. To my knowledge, anyone in North America can do this, not just Canadians. Yeah, anybody
3: anywhere in the world. And remember, click the uh, Cineplex Legends button right next to Phil's name. And then nominate him as well. Um, Do both. Okay. And uh, and then share the link.
2: Absolutely. Uh, well, we want to thank you, Paul, for coming on. And if anything happens in the next couple of weeks, and you want anything you want to report and talk back to us, let's do it again. Because, I, like I said, we are committed to wanting this to happen. And Phil Hartman should have been on that Walk of Fame five years ago. Whatever reason it hasn't happened, we're going to try to get it to happen this year.
3: All right, you guys, awesome. Thanks for the support, and I'm available anytime you want. Well, we're definitely going right. to call
2: you in a couple of weeks and get an update. So thanks, Paul. All right, thanks. All right. Okay, uh, cheers. Thank you, Paul. Bye. All right, that was Paul Hartman, Phil Hartman's brother. Let's get Phil Hartman a star on the Canada's Walk of Fame. Exactly. After this break, uh, we're going to be coming back into the studio with our interview with comedian Rob Pugh, and Rebecca Kohler joins us as a co-host, and we talk about things I don't know if Phil Hartman would have really
0: appreciated. We launch right into vagina talk. Right into right, vagina talk. Right, right, right out of the vagina gate. Vagina talk. Right I think. Yeah, I
2: think he, that was actually an, a title of a Poco album, Vagina Talk. Vagina Talk. Maybe he drew the dra- uh, drawing on the front cover. Uh, Not- anyways, uh, that's the show. Come on back with Rob Pugh.
1: At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. Howdy, folks. This is Adam West, you're listening to Oh, My God, Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack proving once again cats are smarter than humans this is anything goes with darren frost and dave martin
2: All right, we're back from the break, and joining us in the studio today, comedian Rob Pugh is with us today. Hey, Rob, how you doing?
4: Great. How you guys doing?
2: We're doing good. Now, but while we were during the commercial break, we were talking about something. Rebecca was talking about something, so I want to give her the floor, because this seems very important to her. Well, Go, well, Rebecca. Well,
5: uh, Dave brought up uh, something concerning vaginas. Dave, right. do you Perfect. want to briefly describe what you were saying?
0: Well, what I was saying was, I, I wanted to ask Rebecca, I was going to say, oh, I have an uncomfortable question that I wanted to ask you. And I said, uh, do women ever get uncomfortable um, when a guy wants to say something complimentary about their vagina? And, and just like in a positive way, right. and, but and, and, but it, it's like I was going to say, like some women might still be like, oh, I, I don't want you to talk about my vagina, even if it's a positive thing. Like it's a, just even if you're saying something nice, it's a body yeah. part. Don't say anything about no, it.
5: No, no. Well, some women are vegan. Like everybody's different. Do you know what I mean?
0: Like okay, you <laughs> yeah. lost me with the vegan thing.
5: Everyone's different. So does yeah, some girls. Eat
0: eggs or is it yeah.
2: strictly? You put vegan. lettuce in there? I don't understand what you're talking <laughs> that's about. A, that's
5: a, a protein. I don't want to discuss it. No, but. Uh, Everyone's different, so some women might be like, don't talk about my vagina, but I have a feeling they also probably aren't good at having the sex. So, uh, no, I think most women would be like, yeah, thank you for saying that. Because it is a weird part of our body, so compliments on it. And they're all different. Uh, yeah, they're like snowflakes. Well, they're like
0: your eyes. You could say, "Oh, I do," but no women's going women to be like, "Ooh, don't talk about my eyes; they're disgusting." Well, uh, I
5: I would, but um, uh, no. But then, then dis- the next thing I bro- uh, right. brought up was yes. that I have a friend who's been told by some men that her vagina is big. Yeah. And then I thought, who would tell you that? Because isn't that like a woman saying <laughs> you have a well, small penis? That. Yeah.
4: Well, no. I. So what if you have a big vagina? Like I
5: think they were saying she's loose.
4: Well, if it's loose, that's different than yeah. big yeah. I've that's seen big and what is a big type. vagina big and tight I've seen big and that's what I said on a, the billboard. Some of them are big? just meatier than others. Yeah. you know what I mean and Some meat of them.
0: Well, no, Oops, some of them yeah. look like that they've, uh, you know, like a, like flower petals are coming out, and then some of them <laughs> right. are tucked really? in. Yeah, yeah no, some, I've seen I've that seen on the internet. Well, no, but I'm being metaphorically, they're flower petals that look yeah. like they're coming out. With, the, like bees go around there below. looking for pollination? It has a and, name. And it's like labia
5: extroverta or something.
0: <laughs> okay. But also, but I've also seen vaginas... Uh, uh, like that are just like a like a straight line. They look like saloon doors that haven't been opened yet. Like a paper like, cut. Uh, when, yeah. you, when you have well, sex with the 12 a year no, twelve year old. No, that's you just
5: described the vagina. No, a I
0: no the last vagina uh, the the vagina the that last I was vagina. This was a thirty year old vagina that was like straight down the middle.
5: But she was a nun. No,
0: no, no. She was very worked in. <laughs> but I'm just saying. What do you mean worked in like there? She came with her own fist inside no, her. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put...
1: There's, there's stuffing
0: in there It's Thanksgiving? I, what are you fucking talking about? Talk she works
1: about at one vagina? of those brothels. Yeah, <laughs> she
0: works at a, a new Toronto brothel for <laughs> fucking... The, uh, for
1: fucking. <laughs>
0: for fucking only. That's what it says on the outside of the building. <laughs> for fucking <laughs> only. No, I'm saying this was a 30-year-old vagina. All right. It was in a jar full formaldehyde. No, it was a 30-year-old vagina that I'd put my cock into a number of times. And then, but still, uh, on tight, your first down. appearance, it was looked like a saloon door. Was and there really? hair on it? Yes. That's or no, it was it was shaven, it was but it was it was capable of growing hair.
5: Were there ingrown hairs?
0: I don't know. Did you feel closely. like
4: kicking it in with a
0: cowboy boot? <laughs> it looked like it looked like that afterwards. Did it smell like it... tuna? No, it didn't. It smelled awesome. <laughs> I want to know everything about this. vagina. Yeah. this right. vagina like is very interesting. Door. It wouldn't it wouldn't take hard. It wouldn't be hard to figure out. Uh, what anyway? What kind of
5: plastic was slices. it made of? Uh, it was more of a silicone, <laughs> actually. The only time I ever paid a
2: compliment to someone's vagina, I went, Someone? Hey. Someone. I, I went, I went, hey, nice cunt, and they didn't like it. No, I thought that's... that was no, a nice was, way to get that in. That was from yeah.
0: stage, and it was a woman that didn't want to buy your DVD. Right,
2: <laughs> oh, Davey, yeah. If there's she's showing v- me your vagina, she's not gonna buy my DVD. What do I want to see that for? David, <laughs> nice cunt, move along. If there's a vagina <laughs> you're
5: looking to compliment, yeah. I'll I can coach you through how to do that. No,
2: Dave wears an earpiece, and you just talk them through. Yeah. Don't say You'll the will be kind of in a van thing. outside. Yeah. Yeah. Like
4: Cyrano? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, I'll, I'll be yelling yeah. at a uh, rooftop that
4: about her vagina. lovely vagina you got there. Yeah. <laughs> kudos. But, thumbs up? How don't do you say kudos. Don't say kudos. You don't thumbs up a vagina. Eh? You can
5: thumbs in a vagina. <laughs>
4: oh, that's a go-to.
0: Yeah. If you're transporting one, that's a... I well, feel sorry go. for
4: people with no thumbs when you're yeah. working on a vagina. You need a good thumb. I don't think know? I've ever had thumb. a
5: thumb vagina.
4: Really? No? You need a good thumb. Oh, yes. I, see what
5: you're, no, I see what you're saying now. I was picturing something <laughs> what, else.
4: What no. are you new? You
0: need to draw your a picture? You have the vagina, you and you didn't know about the thumb? Draw or what you can do with a thumb?
5: Yeah. <laughs> I was picturing a different use of the a thumb. A different vagina? Oh.
0: oh. Okay. But I'm what I'm saying like is... Like I've
5: never peed on a thumb. Is that what you mean? <laughs>
0: No. What if, what I said, that's what a pregnancy test <laughs> is. <laughs> well, on thumb.
3: Yeah. I'm
2: just saying this that there's. Yeah. No, if I'll, it
0: stings under the nail, you better fucking get out of Canada. Yeah. Uh-oh. It's a boy. <laughs> the, if, but if, uh, like I say, I've seen a great vagina that just looked like two saloon doors. Right.
5: Okay. You keep saying yeah. that. Yeah. Man, for you. Dave. Okay. It's my favorite Moving one. On.
0: Yeah. People get it. Even people in fucking Wisconsin is like, enough, Dave. But you're okay with someone saying something nice about your vagina.
5: Yeah, I think mine looks like uh, two saloon doors, but um, in, right. in one of those crazy mirrors from the circus. So it's
4: like
1: big at the top and big at the bottom, but really tight in the middle? <laughs> a circus mirror? Okay. You can buy and a and midget just yeah. pops yeah. his head out every once in
2: a while with
0: clown makeup? Come on in, Dave! You can buy cotton candy ten feet away? You at the... got a carny standing at the front door? No, um,
5: it's called the bearded man attraction. <laughs> I mean bearded lady. Bearded man.
0: <laughs> like, whoa. Hey. That's
5: not much of an attraction. How tall do you have to
0: be to go on that ride?
5: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> At least six feet.
0: Okay. Wow, well, geez. I'm off on another ride then. Yeah. I wanted to, we, we got Greg, we, let's Excellent. get off of, uh, let's get off of Cunt Talk and we'll talk about to our, uh, our guest Rob Pugh. Now I wanted to say, Rob, uh, the first time, it is wonderful, but. <laughs> it was good. It was a good intro, right? <laughs> in. Hopefully yeah. Rob Pugh as a topic will be good too. Yeah. The uh, first time I ever actually heard your name was uh, when I was working with uh, Pete Johansson and uh, he was putting a, a tour together with like you and Damon schritter but i hadn't heard your name before because you didn't come out to ontario very often yeah and when he was talking about you he was talking about how you were opening up for charlie murphy at the comic strip correct yeah yeah and uh and i was like i don't know who this guy rob pugh is where the fuck did he come from and uh, and Eddie's then brother. and both in sam easton and uh pete johansson said rob pugh always uh kills oh well and that's the end of good. That story yeah, yeah they're they're really nice <laughs> but how come? But why, they're good dudes. But sure. why did you and then? And but you never came out to the uh, east very much, to so no, like Toronto and stuff. Yeah, I was
4: a Western guy. I had a lot of bad tastes in my mouth coming out here. Every time I come out here, something weird had happened.
5: Like what?
4: Well, I stayed with a couple of comics. You know, it, there's always like a couple of guys in the business who are just like. Uh, black holes of energy. Oh you know? God! Oh, yeah. yeah, I know a few. Yeah, I, yeah, we all know a few. And I stayed with two of them. There oh, was just shit. like it was just like a vortex, like and a I stereo. Stayed, yeah. yeah, like, uh, and I was you know like twenty years old when I first came out. Six weeks I spent on their couch, and it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, if this is what it's all about, right. then I never want to come back. Here. How is that? Remember. How old
0: you were when you started? Twenty?
4: No, I was uh, eighteen. Shit! Yeah, I just turned eighteen. How old wow. are you now? Thirty-three. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been a long road, but uh, I'm glad I'm here now. Yeah. absolutely, this is where you want to be if you when want. When did you, tell you me. officially move here? Five years ago. Okay. right. Yeah, out to Keel and Bluer by Lithuania <laughs> wow. Park. Yeah, the hood, the Ma- Squirrel
0: Hut. Many a, a poker game I watched from a, a distance over at Rob Puse. Now you, uh, you, but you went down to Los Angeles and you did yes. the uh, you did the, the <laughs> Los Angeles. You went, uh, <laughs> but you did the, the, the punk with uh, Ashton Kutcher show. Did the Punked? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, and, and uh, how did that, did you do stand-up down there as well?
4: Yeah, yeah, did a lot of that. There's, uh, I mean, it's not the same. I, here we take for granted, we get so much time to grow. Right. And yeah. So much stage time. And you go down there and you got to you gotta slam it out for seven minutes, you know, and you're, you know, everywhere you go. And you're just nobody, you got to start all over at the but bottom. You, again. did you have
5: management there? Like, did you get on good shows or were you doing open mics there? Like,
4: when I first showed up, I, I was lucky enough to have management, you know, uh, just the kind of way things uh, carried me through the States. Uh, I was lucky enough to sign with guys, but it was about two weeks I was in uh, Los Angeles and I signed with a company that's based uh, out of England called Avalon. And uh, yeah, they kind of held my hand through the whole getting used to L.A. process and did, you, did improvs and stuff. So. Did
0: you feel like you were too under the spotlight when you just got down there? Because, I mean, how old were you when you oh, were doing so pups? I so green. Yeah,
4: 24. Yeah. 24. Yeah.
0: So you were just sort of beginning to sort of get your stage legs and finding your voice uh, yeah. on stage. but yeah. And then you were immediately down in L.A. where it's just a huge spotlight all the time. And Was that uncomfortable or...? Oh, It was a blast. Like yeah, you couldn't okay, you couldn't okay. ask
4: for a better scenario. You know, I just came out of San Francisco, so I had a little bit of money in my pocket, you know, and a little bit of attitude going on. That's important. You did, you did the kind of, uh, yeah. the San Francisco mm.
0: comedy competition? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, and had a little money in my pocket from that and then uh, you know, kind of hacked it out and uh, there's a hostel, which is a great show if you're ever in LA. I recommend everybody do the yeah, USA Hostel yeah. show. It's yep. awesome. Yeah. You know, um, and they used to have Judah Freelander and Ian Bag. Is that the one
2: that and, Dover took over? Yeah, Howard yeah, we Dover. We did that, right. Dave, last year.
4: Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's a blast. You know, and you get that international crowd. And uh, I lived there and and worked for the hostel for a free bed, so I didn't pay rent or anything. So that little bit of money that I had went. Pretty long way, you know. Right. Towards having a great time every night. Yeah. Dollar beers, two dollar highballs. Exactly. Wow. Twenty four <laughs> just blowing through cash, you know. It was yep. pretty good. It was pretty good. And Sam Easton was down there as well and he just finished doing a movie so was we were kind of living it up, you know. It was a, it was a great time to be. Done was there. it
0: the the Final Destination three? Is that the one that you? That's just, right. Yeah, oh, yeah.
4: That underclassman, I think, was the other one. That I don't just know that finished. One. Yeah, it's a Nick Cannon. I just special. I, don't, I only
0: go to see movies where friends of mine die. That's yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam's in a lot of those. Exactly. Yeah. Sam <laughs> is
4: in a lot of movies where he dies. He took like a fan
0: <laughs> propeller to the back of the head in the
4: Final Destination well, three. Well, you wrecked
5: it. I was gonna go watch it on Netflix. Well, you still can.
4: He's in. Also, he's he got. Um, I don't know, we're talking. This is great for him. He got. He uh, got. Got, uh, shown in Final destiny the, the last one Final Destination Five. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Wait, yeah, he didn't fl- know it as either. A
5: flashback.
4: Yeah, was a oh, flashback. That's
5: amazing.
4: So you got like repaid and didn't even know it. He's like, Oh, I guess I'm in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah,
4: what a terrific thing checks? to find. And you got checks. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. That's the better than yeah. finding five bucks. And oh five, yeah.
5: Like,
0: yeah. Hey, <laughs> Check <laughs> for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Except if it's not for like, oh, yeah. I didn't know I was in Big Black Cock Five and small white with small white boy. I was, I in this? It was a flashback. Are those the saloon doors? What the? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Your That's butt true. looks like saloon doors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, now, Rebecca, your first uh, in- introduction to Rob Pugh, what was that?
5: Um, I think I met Rob at the Just for Laughs Festival. That's
0: absolutely right.
4: Yep. In
5: 2004.
4: Maybe 2003 I think I or was 2004. 2003 well, I was three. or
5: 2004. I was just about to move here. So it was probably four. Okay. But you were there two years in a row, weren't you?
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. so
5: maybe it was three um, through, I think, John Bueller.
4: That's right, yeah. He yes. was doing uh, the gala that year. That's right, yeah. So whatever year that was. Yeah, so
5: maybe, yeah, 2003, that's right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, but then I think I had just broken up with John, so I met you, but I, like, didn't feel like I could hang out because I was the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. It was a little frustrating actually. I spent a lot of time walking around the Delta Hotel (laughs) looking for friends. That's all you do. That's all you do when
4: you're that young too. You're like, what is, uh, how do I talk to people? (laughs) I had like two t-shirts and torn jeans. I'm not (laughs) equipped. I'm just shaking hands awkwardly and yeah,
0: but you was people at those festivals look at it like, oh my God, look, he's got torn jeans and two t-shirts. Look at him.
5: So yeah, cool. he looks yeah. cool. Yeah. It's yeah, true. He stinks
4: yeah. a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's alternative. No, I, I think there's actually
5: a thing about that. Like, the worse you look and the worse you smell, people are like, wow, he doesn't have to try. Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes you look is better. That, he shits is up, what you you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: like the ones who don't wear the neck thing. Ooh, who's that? He must be important. Everyone knows who he, he is. Doesn't, he doesn't have to wear a
5: badge. Oh, the, uh, what's it?
4: Your laminate. Lam- yeah, laminate. Yeah, like no, your
5: lanyard. Lanyard. A lanyard is the name of the thing. Oh, really? Yes. Yep.
4: Well, the next thing, yeah. I thought you were just making that no. up because you're no. from out so no. just, I'm just, We just say Ottawa. words. Just, yeah, actually, no. lanyard Ottawa. is
2: French for saloon doors, I think.
4: I'm sure. <laughs> lanyard is French for
5: saloon doors. looks like a lanyard.
4: Shave your lanyard, damn it. Jesus.
5: Well, that's how I actually got into the Delta Hotel by showing Saloon doors? And someone wearing boots. Bobby Slayton just kicked
2: you in the cunt. Oh, yeah, you come on in. And all I
0: got was these saloon doors. That's right. Yeah,
4: yeah. We met over ten dollar drinks. I think. That's, oh yeah, because the Delta
5: of... used to pump up their their drink costs.
4: Yeah.
5: Um, yeah, it was really expensive, but worth it. That was always really fun. So
4: you were doing the. Were you doing the Montreal show? It,
5: I used to get a pass. That's a great thing about living in Montreal. You volunteer for some bullshit reason at the Just for Last Hostel and you get a pass. But that year, I think I was on um, the Montreal show and right. I was in a lip sync band mm-hmm. called right. Never Surrender. That's right. Right. That was great.
4: Some Corey Hart in there. I yeah, think, a lot of people in.
5: made um, a lot. A lot of people, quote unquote, uh, judged uh, us on what we were doing, uh, but the audience loved it. Yeah, it seemed so to go all right. Yeah. 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 Well, it's,
2: it's different? It's not. Co- it's not stand up, but it's just different. It's
5: comedy, it's but it's not stand up. Yeah, yeah.
0: What did you find that you? I mean, you said that when you went for your Western comic <laughs> and you came out to uh, the, sort of the central Ontario Toronto scene, uh, what did you find the big differences? You said it was uncomfortable and you were with negative guys. But well, is that the, is that the main I
4: difference just, really? I or? was just used to so much open space. You yeah, know, I'm a bit of a country kid, so just coming to the big city for the first time was uh, was a little daunting. Oh. And, you know, and everybody there's just so much competition out here. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in Edmonton, there was eight of us when right. and they're
5: probably all nicer, right?
4: They were pretty nice, but we you know, we had some we had like our one negative guy, so I still love if I hope Welby Santos. be Santos Yeah. know if you guys sure. know Welby, yeah, yeah, but exactly. he's <laughs> full of fire and brimstone. Yeah. And, and uh, that was our that was our little negative Nelly, and he still he's still out there loving life, right. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in but his it, was own just, way, yeah. Yeah, it was just eight of us, you know what I mean? And uh, it was a lot, a lot easier to get stage time every Wednesday, for sure. We were Well, when, when there's
2: eight of you, it's like a yeah. pack, right? If yeah. someone yeah. gets a show and they get an open mic, that's the eight people on that show. And if someone else does it, you, you look after each other in that way, too. Yeah. So it's a lot different, whereas in Toronto, I know 50 guys I can call. I'm not doing a show with 50 guys, so someone gets yeah. lost in the mix.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I've I've seen you talk about it on stage before, but you talk about uh, in your early Rob Pugh years, you're an army brat. And yep. so was there a lot of traveling? Like, did you get a sense of the country oh, yeah. from going back and forth? Like, what was, what is that like for a, a youngster?
4: Well, yeah, I, just, huh. I didn't spend uh, more than two years in one place growing up, so it was...
5: Me neither, I, mean, I understand.
4: It's just weird, you know, so you just kind of, you have to forcibly make friends all the time. And yep. Yeah. But is that something that you're conscious of when you're a kid of just like,
0: wow, yeah. everyone else stays in the same place, but I keep moving around?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was big for me because I was also played a lot of hockey. So having to get acclimated with a new mm, team and yeah. new kids at school every year was kind of a just a pain in the ass, you know? I like, I like how dated Darren... me real early. <laughs> I know made, I was gonna say made me a real mouthy kid. <laughs> so. I feel
5: like uh, you got uh, like I'm like hi like uber friendly, and then yeah. you're kind of the not that you're not friendly, but <laughs> we went in different directions yeah, with we that sure experience. Did. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, I couldn't,
0: I couldn't charm. It.
4: <laughs>
5: hey, new buddies.
0: Do, do you do you find yeah. a, a, were there so are there any uh, abandonment issues that Rob Hugh has as far as like people and places go? Because you get that from like traveling from one place to another. I,
4: I definitely get sick of staying in one place too long. I yeah. have to move. It's
5: called itchy feet syndrome.
4: Is that what it it's has called? a name? Yeah. I thought that was what you called like when you got your arm chopped off or something, and you, feel like... <laughs> and you still
5: like. Right. Oh, yeah. That's itchy limb syndrome. I don't even know if that's called that. Or but... fan- is
4: it
0: is it phantom limb <laughs> syndrome? Phantom limb. Phantom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'll is... mess that up. Some but, guy. I mean, like, I have abandonment issues for other reasons. Yeah. Do, yeah. We ever, Do we have yeah. to go into Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. So I don't, I don't remember names. <laughs> Twelve episodes
2: or f- in a row we talked nor- about that. Go again, Dave. Uh, I don't like names <laughs> or
0: faces to remember. So, But uh, did you find that, like, I find that an interesting lifestyle to uh, start up with.
4: Yeah, well, it makes you, it uh, gives you thick skin. Yeah. That. You don't, it must also
2: be hard for relationships with the opposite sex, right? Because oh, oh, yeah. you don't you want to stay in one place too long. You can yeah. feel weighted down by a relationship. That's got to be hard.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
5: Hey, maybe that's why I'm a commitment phobe. Sorry I'm making this about me, but it's interesting. It's, no, I think it's
2: a serious thing. If you're yeah. not used to staying in one place, nothing may you know hold you down farther than a relationship. No, it's true. Yeah, you
4: start to get anxiety about it. I yeah. think you're like, Do, am I going to be, this is it now? And you like, owe something to someone? Yeah, it's yeah. so final, it seems, when yeah. you stay in one place. But this is... I, this is the longest I've ever been in one place. I stayed in Toronto. This is easily the longest I've ever been in one place, and I like it. But do
0: you, do you get itchy to go out on tour, even if it's just like a 10 day trip away sure. from where you oh, are?
4: I love a time in a hotel for a weekend for some reason. But, oh. but the thing that I felt differently now, or f- that I feel differently now, is when I'm out on the road for two weeks, I feel like I have to come home. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta.
5: Because yep. you home. have a home.
4: Yeah. And, right. I, and I also like the fact that we're out here and we can tour on the road and go home. Home at night, yeah. Right. I'm not used to that, especially at West, because you tour for the weekend, you're gone, like yep. you're out of town. Right, you're driving right. six
2: hours a day, and you're, yep. you know, yeah, you're yep. going yep. to the next town, and
4: that's right. Yeah, you're up in Dawson Creek, you
0: some <laughs> not a good one either. Yeah, with all the chicks on it, Jack, Jack <laughs> Fish Dundees. Yeah, <Dundies>. yeah. <laughs> the, uh... um, now, uh, I guess uh, I mean every comic has, uses comedy as a form of like therapy to a certain degree of getting over you know tragic tragic yep. things that have happened to themselves. Now, you had a <laughs> Hor- well, what? what? I'm about to get into the car accident thing, and good thing we already started laughing about oh, it. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it's
5: not about your tragedy. It's about the general tragedies Dave's talking about.
0: But, Go on. Well, I'm talking about, but you I know, Rwanda, Hitler, you, all, you know, a lot of the things we <laughs> yeah. like to work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, no. Tragedy. Look, yeah. I'm
5: Iraq. It's true. Go on. Cambodia,
2: Milosevic. Oh, and, and your little car accident. And your Go knee. Ahead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but when? But when did you think that I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this horrible thing that happened to me in a car into my knee? First of all, we should, should actually ch- ask him to yes. address
2: the accident. You jumped ahead yeah. there. No one listening knows Rob. It wasn't an accident. <laughs> so explain explain what happened, Rob, to you on that fateful night.
4: oh uh, yeah, I was just uh, I was driving to a gig. You know, uh, that's the most dangerous part of our jobs. We yep. actually risk our lives in the winter to yep. go out and. Do stuff for... You're driving four
2: hours north of Toronto by yourself, right? Yeah. In the winter? Yeah. At night?
4: Hit some ice. Yep. Slid across the road, hit a minivan head on smashed my body up pretty bad, lost my kneecap in the whole accident. And just for people out there, if anybody's listening, you don't get another kneecap. They don't (laughs) just have a bucket of kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a fish pail with some masking tape on the side that says kneecaps, and they just fire one in there. They just, they don't have any, they're like, oh, I guess you don't have a kneecap anymore. So, so... Um, That was It was kind of awful You just I got banged up It was the first time I ever broken a bone too And you were sky lifted too
2: Right You were sky lifted From the accident That's pretty fucked up That was
4: awesome That was the best part of it And and you and you ask like uh when you start dealing with it with humor I think as a comedian right away Yeah. yeah. cuz I was in the ambulance right. I was making jokes already but I was on morphine so Can you were I, feeling good. <laughs> you're, you're
0: like Dean Martin at the Well
1: let me tell you oh. about my knee over here.
4: Question
5: yeah. though was there a moment where you were like I think I I maybe I'm going to die and then a moment where you were like no I'm not going to die?
4: No I was when I woke up I was on morphine and I Oh I, so
5: you were unconscious yeah, until Yeah so what he
2: actually said then is I don't care if I die if it feels
4: like this. <laughs> yeah when I yeah when but I But didn't
5: you like stumble from the car? Or yeah, to the side of the road? Yeah,
4: and I was in shock, I guess. And I, right. I, I, you, know, my only, you know, my only experience is I don't, I don't remember anything but waking wow, up in Wow,
5: interesting.
4: Yeah, I got out of the car after the accident, and a whole other accident happened right in front of me. So I could have Do you remember that? Died. No, not at all. Wow. What, what song Do you remember what song was playing on the radio? No song was playing on the radio. I had a hard time finding this place. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Oh, so you turned the volume down I'm a bit. white-knuckling you know? it a little bit on these highway roads. And, uh, uh, you know... I, I my next memory I wake up in an ambulance and you got people over top of you just trying to tell you just that I don't have a kneecap anymore. That's all yeah. they could say. And I yeah. was like, Well, okay. Stop <laughs> saying that. Yeah. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? I get it. I am a little high right now and things are different. But, you know, and I had a neck brace on uh and they, they kept that they kept saying Hey, uh, don't don't move your head. You might have a neck injury. And the voice came from to my left. So I, I looked left and <laughs> I, I turned the whole neck brace. And they're like, oh, just take that off him now. He <laughs> obviously doesn't have a neck <laughs> yeah. injury.
2: Or if you do, it just yeah. doesn't matter now.
4: Yeah. You yeah. know the worst part, and I and I don't really do a joke about it. It's just that when I got into um, uh the ambulance took me to Minden Hills Hospital and uh my femur had pushed back through my pelvis, right? So it's like sitting like half through my pelvis I don't know actually I have a shorter leg I guess Fuck. and uh broke your
2: saloon doors Go yeah on.
4: bro I busted my saloon doors yeah and uh, uh they they said okay well if the weather doesn't break the helicopter won't be able to come you mm. know there's so we're gonna have to grab you by the heel of your foot and pull your femur back through your pelvis Like,
5: relocate it.
4: Yeah. And I was like, no, that's not... Like, that was the only time I felt scared about anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I was like, that's not... That can't happen. The skies have to open. I have to get a helicopter ride. (laughs) Because what
5: was the other method?
4: Well, the other method was that they operate. They But they just didn't have the facility in in Minden Hills Hospital to be able to do that. So... Luckily this guy is parted and, okay. and I got my helicopter. Were, right
0: were you ever head. like, uh, oh, why just do it? Why are you telling me about it? Oh, I didn't want them to do exactly. it, at was, it at all. Every time
4: someone got near that leg, yeah. I thought they were gonna like sneak up and ah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just just jack you. You've up just cause, been because you don't want to brace anybody for that. You want to <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, yeah. grab his shoulders and shut his mouth and you know put a hey, wallet Rob, look over there. Things. Shiny, shiny. <laughs> yeah. uh, at first? no
0: point, at no point did you think Ashton Kutcher was gonna come out and go like, all you right, we got stuff
4: like that, which is really weird, you know. And then I got to, I got to Sunnybrook Hospital and they woke me up, uh, you know, I kind of passed out in the helicopter. They woke me up pre-op and um, my doctor who, who stayed on, lucky enough, the fracture surgeon went to school with, um, with uh, um, what's his? Uh,
5: uh, you told me this before yeah. and I can't remember. Uh, yeah.
4: Clark? Yeah, yeah Clark. Uh, uh, Bruce Clark. Um, oh, a comic! Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A comic from uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg, and now yeah, lives yeah. down in the states. Um, uh, he went to school with him, and he, he just he's, he, he right away he's like, well, he goes, Are you, you're a comedian. Do you know Bruce Clark? And I was like, yeah, I know Bruce Clark. He's like, oh well, I was gonna go home, but you know, let's let's do this. So I was like, oh, good. <laughs> doing wait, wait, of a friend wait. Doing the what, what if they
2: said, do you know Welby Santos? <laughs>
4: would, I don't think I think I'd think been
0: like, no. I don't know if I know Welby. you
2: can pull my femur out uh, manually yeah. now. What, yeah.
0: if it, what if he just said, do you know Bill Cosby? And they'd be like, uh, <laughs> like, like Bill. What if the Cosby Show or if I like Albert? I like yeah. yeah. well, He started. Jello touching, Bill.
4: He started touching my leg in all these weird places, and it oh. hurt. And on more I don't know if you've ever tried to punch anybody <laughs> on a heavy sedative before, but you uh-huh. don't move real quick. So no, that's two thousand thirteen. That's what I'm gonna do. I took this big loop and write up. My doctor is about to suck my the shards of my kneecap out and he just dismissed it. he just put his hand up and just <laughs> pushed it down and <laughs> carried on very calmly. You know, just, yeah, and you're done. Yeah, just bad, just slightly pushed yeah, it out of the way. You're done. <laughs> he didn't parry you it or like push there. it. He just, excuse me, one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: but that's. I think that's the next Olympic uh, sport that I want to watch. Is yeah. like a couple of like uh, MMA guys all shut up on morphine, just trying <laughs> to. Like, <laughs> this. I don't want to do this.
4: It do like a to... drool submission. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
5: Or like one of those guys like against a baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Rogan yelling at <laughs> the baby. Pin him. Pit yeah. <laughs> it's a rear naked joke. Yeah. That baby's got heart.
4: Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love baby fighting. <laughs> oh, nice, awesome. Now, cut
2: to after the accident. Mm-hmm. We now move into. You've written a bit about it. Yep. I know you workshopped it at some of the open mics in Toronto. Eventually, got to a level that you recorded that bit for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival for CBC, right? Yeah, that absolutely. was the main kind of crutch of your your bit for that. Yeah, the misfortune tellers. Right, yeah. and you know it was it was a it was a great well. You know, done, well written. I know you worked on it really hard. And me and Dave were talking this this afternoon about, you know, what we were going to talk to you about. And one thing I found very interesting about the bit is, you know, you'd worked out enough areas for jokes to be in there. But there's always that situation of when you could take it from a comedy club to be like a more of a one-man show. Oh, yeah. Because there's such a difference in terms of tone and how many jokes you have to have. You can have more drama. Have you ever thought about doing that with that and kind of expanding on it or That not? was like the
4: first thing I thought about. Right. You know, because I didn't, I had so many emotions about the whole event that I didn't. I didn't think I could just make one bit about it and I didn't right. want to just chince it out and make right. it just a seven minute thing and yeah. make it punchy
2: it. and all these little jokes. Cause when you make put yeah. too many kind of, you know, little jokes and it kind of takes away from the truth.
4: Yeah. Cause it was a three month recovery. It was 12 days. I spent in the hospital to begin with. Yeah. Thanks
2: for the gigs, by the way. Keep going. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was, uh, it was, um, it was a growing and learning experience. Absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm used to moving around and, and being a, a physical person and, and having to spend three months on my back really kind of shapes and changes your perspective, I guess. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't, you know, people always say, like, those kind of moments, did it change you? Right. I mean, no. It <laughs> not, didn't not at really. all. Like, did. It didn't... made me more patient in, in yeah. scary circumstances. But other than that, I don't know if it did. Like, I have the same, you know, short temper. Are you short a bit temper. nicer? I think, am I? I don't know. You You know me. I feel maybe a little. I, maybe I, like
5: a titch. A
4: very, a titch. Very
5: little. Very but little. But a little, there's something.
4: <laughs> That's the change. <laughs> yeah.
5: I you know what? <laughs> I, I,
2: I see maybe a little bit of a difference, but yeah. I don't know about like all you guys, when you start drinking, I take off because sure, you're all yeah. a bunch of alpha males. You smack <laughs> each other in the fucking face and you yeah. get all your little games. But, yeah, fair enough. You know. Break um, my nose. Come on, Yeah, man. you know, you and fucking Hempstead, all you guys, you do your fucking mm-hmm. alpha mm-hmm. male shit. Mm-hmm. But, but outside of drinking I don't see much of a difference personally
4: yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree I, I I tried to look I was like am I gonna have an epiphany <laughs> yeah and that just doesn't happen I don't I think I don't think people change unless like, they, well, their maybe, brain chemistry changes. I but, think. I mean, yeah. like,
0: before the accident, were you a bit of, like, a cynical guy to begin with? I mean, because comics are sort of born cynics, and we always sort of question, we want to sort of poke holes in, in uh, a sen- like, uh, we just well, we want to poke holes in the, in, in the bullshit.
4: I actually, for the first year, I think I got a little meaner, because um, uh, there's a huge concussion that I went through, and there's depression issues that go along with that yeah. i saw oh, yeah. i was real real yes, angry at stuff i worked you know? with
5: you and you, i thought you were a jerk
4: yeah I was and then, real, but real then angry that, that's enough. maybe
5: why i think you're nicer now it's true what you're saying yeah,
4: it was it was a hard time to go through a super emotional but weird things and yeah you know so but i mean that, that fog clears and i used to wake up in the middle of the night with like thinking i was upside down on the roof kind Whoa. of like it's such a weird feeling to have and you're just unsure about everything. but You're more limping imp- all over the place with a cane. You know about that. Well, thing. yeah. Walking with a cane everywhere. Some people like it. Well, I mean, it's, you, it's all about. It's you, hard right? to get upstairs. <laughs>
0: yeah, but but it does. Like even when I see like a guy on like using crutches now, because like yeah. after I broke my ankle when I was in, in Britain, and then I had to walk with crutches and then a cane for a while, and then yeah. But I mean, you do sort of see people and. It, but did you have a little bit of that? I know what don't, you're going through, man. Don't
4: didn't you find this when you see people on crutches? This is a cane and crutches have two totally different feels to them? Because someone's on crutches, especially as a guy's feeling going down the street on the crutches. You see a girl with just like um. Uh, just like look past you, like that's wounded, disgusting. <laughs> right? I don't even want to have anything to do with that. Cam. Right? And every guy would eyeball you extra long, like I could totally kill you. Right? <laughs> you know? And then you get a cane, and it changes everything. Change now. All now of you sudden, look wise. The ladies are looking at, at you, and yeah. the guys are a little intimidated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's a little weird. Really? Yeah. yeah.
2: Got something to hide your pot in? Oh yeah, canes <laughs> yeah. are great. Canes are awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I I did sort of have that when you'd see other people in, like, uh, well, actually, I sort of noticed people would glance at the foot, and then they would immediately glance up at you, and yeah. then they would almost have judges like, oh, <laughs> but what did you... he do to deserve that? that's what And they then would cup your balls, and yeah. then you're like, yeah, this you is good. You also had a I cane
4: with a sword in it. Well, yeah. I didn't wave it around. But... <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had one of you those
4: old wood ones you get at an airport. You yeah. Know, right? And you're like, if
2: we get pulled over, he didn't know about the
0: sword. What well, the fuck?
2: Are you are you fucking with me? Yeah, but this of all isn't people, all really
0: Rob Pugh was the first person to warn me. You know that's a concealed weapon. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then other people were like, "Cool, man, waving around." And Rob Pier was there. Where did
5: you her, get this cane?
0: Uh, the, the Chinatown, pac- Pacific Mode in Chinatown. <laughs> no movie for you, Round I. But I got. Oh, him. but uh, okay. Just uh, Haroon uh, door. Make your dick go crazy.
5: We'll be hearing from the Chinese Canadian <laughs> yeah. Association. Tomorrow.
0: Yes, uh, those pills make your dick go crazy. <laughs> but uh but you see, people, like Rob P was the first guy to say, "Hey, don't wave that around." And he was talking about the cane. He's yeah. a very
5: wise man.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, super we, wise. I wanted to bring this up with everybody, but do you ever do you get does it ever piss off you off when someone who's very unfunny tags one of your or leaves a comment on your Facebook status and it's not funny? Like if someone puts like an unfunny thing on your fa- a comment towards your Facebook thing, uh, does it you, ever
4: bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. Some people just try and I think um, poke oh, me. Okay, know, I think they. They try and agitate because I think that's probably the energy that I give off. Oh, so I think right. people want to return it. They're like, oh, you, you could take this, you know. Yeah. So I get that. I, I just block them yeah. <laughs> right away. I go right to the block and I don't want to hear any more of that shit. You know,
0: I think it's tough for anyone, even if they're a comic or not a comic to hear that they're not funny. Yeah, because everyone always thinks that oh uh, maybe I'm not the best looking guy in the world, but I got a funny sense of humor. Wait, wait I, doing...
5: I feel like you didn't segue here properly. I don't know <clears throat> what. So people t- say things on your Facebook, and you're like, "That's not funny. I hate you." Yeah, yeah. and then but you you're afraid to tell them that. Well, because nobody
0: likes to hear that they're not funny.
5: Um, but Facebook, I feel like you can't. This not real like.
4: There's only right, like, one comic funny. that we're, I tell is not funny. Everybody else, I think. That? Who is it? Yeah, you know. Okay. This, yeah, this, don't go there. Yeah, I'm just saying, there's only one person yeah. out there that I, I do it to, and I, I try to give everybody a little bit yeah. of encouragement. Mm-hmm. My
2: list is about 45, but that's how we're <laughs> different. That's how we're different.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I was just thought, uh, you know, it's hard enough to do this for sure. a living. Sure, yeah. But, yeah. You know? And you, we all want to hear that we're funny. We all yeah. want to hear that. Nick but you get writing. it yeah. when you're
5: on stage.
0: Yeah,
4: no, just, but even that's
5: how you know. But even the funny but, guy,
0: even the funny guy at the office, doesn't want to be told that he's not funny.
5: Especially right. the funny guy at the office. Yeah. Well, what, want you, to
0: so I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Can
5: I rip this? Um,
0: we're almost out of time. We just have
5: okay, a couple minutes or Okay. Well, I was just going to say that um, I made recently. I mean, I don't know how I just made this realization, but the difference between comics who are very good at what they do. And people laugh, and but I can't stand them. Like, so many, it's just becoming more and more, and I'm realizing less and less I find people funny.
4: Yeah, it's true. Well, the more you yeah. watch, right? The, yeah, the yeah. more you're in it, the,
2: you know, you know the tricks. Yeah. and you know yeah. The
4: tricks, exactly, all the smoke and mirrors. Yeah, the kind truth. Of but yeah. and even yeah.
5: regardless of those things, like, and also when you get to know people mm-hmm. and you don't like them, sure. you can't find yeah. them funny anymore. I'm right. Well, it's, it's hard. There's it's one harder. person... Who I hate that I still find funny. Oh, there's lots for me.
2: For <laughs> there's lots for me, but I'm in. It, I've been in it longer. I can just dis- associate person from from act a lot. Yeah, a lot easier.
5: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very yeah. true. Either, true.
4: Yeah, yeah, it is tough. It's one of the toughest things to do. That's why I drink.
5: Yeah. <laughs> That's why we all God goes, oh, Rebecca was funny. That was John. What? <laughs> hey, Johnny. Johnny. He Johnny. I,
0: I like how he gets genders mixed up, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that was the joke. Dave. But <laughs> up right. there. Was...
2: Okay, we got to go. But Rob, if people want to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? have a website? Yeah, robpugh.com.
4: Okay. Yeah, and all the Facebook links are on there and Twitter is all on there. And...
2: Okay, anything, stuff coming up for the summer or the early spring? Yeah,
4: I guess uh, I'll, I'll pump May. I'm in sure. Alberta all of May, so I'm going home. I'm going to... Uh, i um, Calgary the first week of May, second week of May in uh, Edmonton, and then okay. Fort McMurray the week after. So I'd love to see some uh, old faces out there for those. Sweet.
2: Well, Sweet. if anyone wants to know, go to com. Really appreciate you coming in. Thanks, Rob. And next time we'll talk about Cox. We'll get off the pussies train <laughs> awesome. right into Cox off the top.
0: Right on.
4: It's we'll do, we'll,
5: we'll Pugh, do... P-U-E. That's yes. right.
0: Fine. There we go.
4: Not P
5: E W.
0: Yeah, or P U G H. Rob won't do his cock bits. We'll do his whole cock chunk. The right. cock chunk. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs>
2: I'll have, I'll I'll have that an epiphany night. and I'll say my cock looks like saloon doors. Today. Is that what you want? Mm. Woo! Campbell's right down cock the shaft. chunk.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, do okay, I eat it done. with a we're spoon? Done. Yeah,
4: we're, so done. <laughs> we're done. We're <laughs> done
1: don't touch that dial it was molested and it brings back horrible memories this is anything goes with darren frost and dave martin hey this is glenn foster that canadian guy.com. you're listening to anything goes with darren frost on laugh attack xm radio Just rolling out of the gutter? No way. Us too. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. All right, that was Rob Pugh
2: in the studio with our co-host Rebecca Kohler. Uh, I hope you liked the first 10 minutes of Vagina Talk. I learned a lot of things. Dave, I think you learned a few things with vaginas, right?
0: I don't know if I learned a few things. I uh, I know that my uh, opinions about saloon doors are my favorites. In, uh, I like how Rebecca referred to her vagina as like a funhouse mirror. Yeah. That was, I thought was very interesting. That was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of little people like to go in front of it and look taller,
0: right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. If Dreams. there's enough of a shine, if yeah, if you've buffed it up a lot yeah. and if there's a, a nice uh, shine to it. You know, come on, little person, you know. pay a
2: quarter, come in the little room and make yourself look taller.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's so uh, shiny you can eat off of it. Aw. Um, nice. What, uh, no, we did. Uh, we talked to Phil Hartman's brother yes, in, the, Hartman. uh, in the first uh, half of the show, and uh, I uh, I couldn't help. I you know we both had some uh, issues with how why Phil Hartman wasn't on the Hall of Fame earlier, right? And uh, I mean I'm throwing back. I can't fucking nickel back 2007. Uh, this ridiculous country nominated and put Nickelback in before Phil Hartman?
2: Okay, well, first of all, before we start name and trashing people, uh, well, you know, these people all have talent, obviously. Right. There's no right. there's no doubt that Nickelback, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Nickelback, I'm not going to jump on the Nickelback anti-wagon, but at the same time, you know, a walk of fame is supposed to be about a whole career, right. and Nickelback doesn't seem like they're at the end of their career, they're still in their career. And I know this is about getting people to watch and to support it, so you need big names of the time to get people interested in it, but the fact that Nickelback or even Russell Peters, who I love, Russell's a good friend of ours, he's been you know, helped us out on this show by giving out a shout out, and he's been very good to me I'm surprised that Russell Peters has been nominated before Phil Hartman, who is, you know, a great comedic performer for years. I mean, this guy was Simpsons, News Radio, SNL. I mean, it created the Pee-wee character, one of the most iconic characters in comedy in years, and he hasn't been in.
0: Oh, and Brendan Fraser's Brendan on there. Brendan Fr- Fraser, of course. You know, Alex Trebek. You
2: know, we can sit here and be negative, but we, you know, then that's my normal style. But let's just try to be positive yeah. and let's get him in there, because that's what that's what it's about. And then once he's in, then we can start slamming whoever we want. Well, That's
0: our style. I also—it's supposed to also be a reflection of how much influence you've had on other artists too. And Very like good you know, point. and we brought up uh, in the interview uh, how. Uh, many people, uh, you know, loved Phil Hartman. Absolutely. And they just thought that, like, he was one of the greatest on SNL. And, and you, he is. And...
2: and you talk to any sketch performer today, they still talk very highly. Even young, young, young performers talk highly of Phil Hartman. And I'm sure there's young bands out there that say Nickelback is the reason I started, David. And uh, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, and the Nickelback's Influence. the reason
0: I'm still working at Starbucks. So <laughs>
2: Is that really the reason?
0: I think so. You think
2: it's Nickelback's reason? About uh, the I, fact you get drunk and, and say things that you probably shouldn't at parties that sponsor our things? I you know, don't know. Maybe
0: I that could not affect us at all? I don't think about it. I don't think really? put too much thought into the things yeah, that I say. Yeah. So Yeah,
2: fuck you, Chad Kroger. You're the reason me and Dave are down. That's what, is that
0: how it works? I'm not blaming them. I'm you just are saying. blaming them. Nickelback no, is the reason no. that
2: we're stuck in this small studio no. and we're you know, we're not going anywhere. Is that you what you're said, saying? You
0: said bands, no, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that uh, Jesus, Nickelback probably hasn't influenced as many yeah. people as Phil Hartman has. Wow. Well, all
2: right. What else about Nickelback? They're the reason everything's wrong with the world. The economy collapsed once Nickelback got bigger. No, nope. that's just God playing karma, isn't it, Dave? Nickelback gets bigger and the economy goes in the shitter.
0: <sighs> and the tsunami too. That. And had the tsunami. Yeah. yeah. Someone
2: played Nickelback too loud on a beach and all of a sudden across the way, you know, a little when surprised tsunami. surprise me. One surprised surprise me. Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, now you just you got back from uh, Cuba, where there's no Nickelback, by the way. Thank God. That's yeah. my,
2: uh There's a lot of songs like Big Bamboo, which is which is you know it's innuendo for a giant black cock.
4: Yeah, that's what
2: that's what it is. That song's called Big Bamboo. And they played every day at every resort in Cuba and people laughed the first day. And by the third day, they're like, I think I've heard this song before. And by day seven, you're stabbing your eardrums with a big bamboo. You just say, come here. Uh, come here, guy. Pedro, just shove your cock in my ear so I don't have to hear this song anymore. That's what happens.
0: I like how Pedro's your name for every. Third Everyone from co- third world every country. third world country. That's, that's why I said it, Pedro. Dave. It's Pedro. Uh, and and you, I asked you about your, your trip, and you said nothing much happened.
2: No, it was a very relaxing trip. It was good. I didn't shit to bed this time. And so uh, that's a uh, point for me.
0: Literally and not figuratively. Yeah, I shit. The
2: last time I was in Cuba. I shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah, but with my wife laying beside me.
0: Not was it laying beside you? That's yes. not how it goes in the bit. Yes, it, it is. Is it? Yeah, she was lying I in bed. You, I thought you come out of the bathroom and you do the. Gazoo no, I'm, thing. La- I'm okay. laying
2: in bed and I tried to do the gazoo where you kick your leg up and make the fart noise. And I, as I did that, I shit the bed right beside my wife. And that's when she jumped up and said, "What the fuck is wrong with you?"
0: <laughs> what if she started rolling around in it? And I didn't <laughs> oh, Man, I, just, I didn't know you were Dutch. <laughs> I didn't know you had some weird, crazy sex thing. That's a weird way to find out about that. Like, holy shit! After all these years, you're a shit freak too. Abe Lincoln was a shit freak too. That's what you learned really, from A and E. Yeah, really from that's A&E. why he was up in the balcony. Yeah, A and E biography. It's a fascinating show. Uh, now you didn't you didn't want You didn't want to swim with the dolphins? Uh, no, not after my wife rolled around in shit. I didn't. No, <laughs> that that would be a good, good. Dolphins love shit. That's how they they. Yeah. That's, that's why we love dolphins. Yeah, they... That's
2: how they can tell we're not a shark. When we shit ourselves in, in the water, then it stays with us. That's right. Yeah. I uh, know we did swim with the dolphins. I'm not very happy about it. I went back on my word. I said I wouldn't do it, but my kids and wanted to do it.
0: Who, and you went back on your word, your word because to the other dolphins? Because I don't agree
2: with the way they treat dolphins. If you watch the movie The Cove and you see what they do to the dolphins that aren't picked, you know, it's not a very nice thing. And no, never. They kill them. It's it's a bad thing.
0: Yeah, but the Japanese dolphins and the Cuban dolphins—they don't know each other. They're not going to be true. like. They're it's not true. on Facebook with each, other. each they, other. They don't yeah. Twitter each other. They don't Twitter It's like, "Hey, you know what just happened to a buddy of mine? Yeah, you're not going to like this. Don't come over. Don't don't come to Japan. Yeah, yeah. And what's a what's a dolphin Twitter like? gets the
2: same message every time.
0: Oh, but they're they're pretty smart. They know. Are they?
2: Yeah. Yeah, they can. They can
0: figure their shit. They can figure
2: shit out. Yeah. That they go in this cove, something happens. So don't go in that cove.
0: Well, the Cuban ones don't know not to go to Japan on their vacations. And so ends. Am the I show. so am I so stupid that I make sense sometimes? You do, yeah, you do. Okay, all right. You are
2: right, though. I will give you that. Uh, Nickelback is evil, and dolphins don't know each other. Not all of them. You well, are correct
0: on that. Some of them do, but some do. Yeah,
2: that's right. And uh, Pamela Anderson wouldn't want to need a dolphin, right? She no, she's had Tommy Lee.
0: That's right. She doesn't need to get stabbed. She doesn't need by a, dolphin. a big bamboo.
2: She's had Tommy Lee, and a dolphin doesn't need to save her. Her tits will keep her floating. That's yeah. the thing, well, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tsunami comes and she just waves right there. That's why she's got a Walk of Fame. She's on the Walk of Fame because of her tits.
0: They should Anyways. have been pressed into the ground with the... Uh, what happened to my... Oh, there it is. It's gone now. Okay.
2: okay. Nice, Dave. Uh, well, that is the show. We want to thank everyone that was on the show, especially uh, Paul Hartman for phoning in and giving the push for Phil Hartman's Walk of Fame uh, star. Also, Rob Pugh and Rebecca Kohler. We also want to give a shout-out to our producer, Victoria, who always makes us sound great, and also Frank, uh, the person behind the board. And until next week, everyone, please uh, check us out on our Twitter feed of uh, Anything Goes Ha. And uh, I will be in PEI on April 14th at The Guild. For more information, go to theguildpei.com. And in Alberta, in Calgary, in Edmonton, at the end of April, go to yuckyucks.com and check those dates out with the fabulous Kenny Robinson. And David, where are you going to be?
0: Uh, all over the place. All I think I'm out place. west at the end of May. Okay. Uh, you can uh, find out what's going on at uh, Dave Martin World or follow, find me on Facebook. And uh, we are going to be continuing to uh, Twitter direct links to some of our old episodes. And uh, go to our Facebook page, join it, and uh, follow us on Twitter at Anything Goes Ha.
2: All right. And we just uploaded two new episodes, one with Gilbert Gottfried and John Wing. Both are great interviews, and if you're a comic, I really strongly suggest you listen to the one with John Wing as we talk about art versus craft. Anyway, till next week, folks, thanks for joining us on next week's show, The Fabulous Kenny Rogers.